Today we're going to talk about practical, tactical steps to beat these mask mandates. And I'm talking about with your employer, while you're at work, while we're going out on the town. I've done all those things this weekend without a mask. Got into a confrontation with a company, a transportation company we're going to talk about in a second. And I was just thinking through as I've been standing and walking through parks and downtowns and main streets and just seeing everyone with masks being turned away from restaurants because we won't put a mask on to get to the table where we can take off our masks. And there needs to be effective strategies in place. We need to have a game plan. We need to have direction. And I think I have some ideas for us. So this is a really important show, I believe. I would really appreciate you guys sharing the show, even right now, liking the show, hitting that share button, subscribing, whatever, wherever you're listening to, however you can get this show out. I really appreciate it. We're, my name is Matt Williams. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HDBT in the memo field, which is the name of the show, and you'll get that sweet mug and tons of other great benefits. Have had a lot of support over the last couple of weeks, and I just, guys, I really appreciate it. And I just... I love doing this. I know the importance and value that this brings, not just this show, but the network. And I think it's just becoming more clear as we go on, the need for media like this, a need for companies, a need for people to stand up and to have a counter narrative when there there seems to be so much propaganda and agendas and all of those things. And it's true, we do have an agenda, but it is Christ's agenda as much as possible. And so I really appreciate your guys' support. So my buddy, who uh, I met in Hawaii when I lived over there, they lived in Hawaii, just moved, and they're staying with us for a time, and we picked up his truck, or we tried to pick up his truck at Orlando Vehicle Processing Center, and they are a shipping company. He had to ship his truck here, and that's what he did, and we went in without our masks to pick up his vehicle. And they asked us to step outside. I mean, that's fine. They offered to give us masks. We said, no, thank you. And they made us sit and wait for the longest time trying to figure out what to do with us. And while we were waiting, another couple came out of the office with their masks on, took their masks off, went into the car. The guy that was helping us went to bring them paperwork to sign had the gentleman sign some paperwork in his car right next to where we were sitting without his mask on. The very thing that we were trying to do, we were trying to sign some paperwork to pick up a truck and they wouldn't allow us to pick up my friend's property because they wouldn't do for us what they just did to the van next to us. While we continued to wait, a UPS driver walking without his mask on to this office, walks in, drops his package off, Comes out, no problem. So there's the inconsistencies here. Obviously, we've all seen them. We see the people wearing masks take their masks off to talk. Take their Joe Biden takes his mask off to cough. And all of this nonsense. It's nonsense. And so they had us call a number. And anyways, we escalated it up the chain and then finally made reasonable accommodations for us where we stood outside, we signed the paperwork, we stay, kept our distance, which we were willing to do from the beginning. If people don't want to be around us and want us to sign things out in space, that's fine. I'm not going to be a, you know, 
a hard a hard up on that. I'm not going to give them a hard time for that. I'm just not going to wear a mask. And we so we did it and we got it all done. And as we were doing it, the guy, one of the guys who was working there said, hey, man, I'm right there with you. But I have a job. And I have to follow orders and I have to, I said follow orders. This guy was not in the military. This wasn't a military business. This was a private citizen company, a civilian company. If, if there's, is there a, a military? No, no, there's not. Uh, this was just a normal company, but he was saying he was just following orders. He could, he has to do what his business says he has to do, but he believes in the cause and he believes what we were doing. And I just looked at him and said, man, if you don't stand up now, when are you going to stand up? If you aren't going to make a stand for what you are telling me you think is right, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And that's the question that I was pondering all this week as I was walking through downtown, trying to get into restaurants, seeing people with all these masks on. Like nothing ever happened. It was like a Twilight Zone episode for you guys in their... You know, younger than me. I don't remember that show from like 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, it was old back when I was a kid. But just like it was a show where they had just the weirdest things happen. And then if it was coined the Twilight Zone. And when something weird happened, it was a Twilight Zone. When you walk around today and you see everyone in masks, it's the freaking Twilight Zone. And I just kept thinking about this. Okay, so what do we do tactically? What do we do practically to overcome this? Because we have businesses holding leverage over people that are working there that they have to wear these masks and we're seeing people that are just going along with it wearing masks they're just not they don't want to be confrontational they want to get into the restaurants they don't want to have a hard time they don't know if they believe it or not there's all these things going on so here's a few tactical and strategic things that we can do to overcome these mask mandates and specifically i'm talking to governors or states that have governors that aren't imposing fines, aren't imposing prison time, just like in Florida. Because there's no excuse here in Florida. Businesses shouldn't be requiring it of their customers, shouldn't be requiring it of their employees, because there's no fine or jail time based on it for them. Then for the people that uh, live in states where they are requiring it and threaten jail time and fine, finding your calculations may need to be a little different to be more strategic. But you still need to be figuring out how to fight this because just because the consequences of standing up and fighting for your freedom are more severe than someone in Florida, that should just impose more of an emphasis and impetus, impetus, more of an urgency for you to stand up and fight because it's just going to be that much harder and harder and harder as you go on, the stricter your state is. Or get out of that state, man. I'm serious. And we get really comfortable and we've lived our lives where we wouldn't didn't have to move away from tyranny. But there are so many people in this world who flee to the United States from communist countries, from dictatorial, dictatorial dictators, from totalitarian governments who will move full countries across the world, around the globe to come here. You can move states. You really can. It's not that big of a sacrifice in retrospect, in context of what humanity has had to do to escape these kinds of things. But here's the first thing. is One, is stop wearing a mask. When you can, 
when you are in places where your job's not threatened, where your family's not threatened, when you're out in public, when you know there's going to be confrontation, still don't wear the mask. And this is what it does. And my friend was telling me about this. It's like, man, this is so hard. And I'm like, but what we're doing is giving people courage. When you see other people without masks on, when you see people, when even if you have a mask on in a restaurant and you see a group of people with their kids come and ask for a table and they're not wearing masks and they get turned away, that inspires courage in other people. They see it. They know it's not right. And there are people that have seeds planted in them that just need to see others being bold, standing up, and that seed will be watered and grow. And it's slow. It doesn't happen overnight. And one of the pushbacks my friend gives is like, it's so funny. They can take away our freedoms and they can be tyrannical in overnight. Yes. And that is the battle that our freedoms can be lost instantaneously. But for some reason, however God made this world in this battle, the struggle to regain our freedoms and to do what is right often takes a lot longer. So it's important. Not wearing your mask is important, not just for yourself, not just to grow courage in yourself, but to give courage to other people around us. It's a tactical step. It is meaningful. It is important. It gives other people courage. When you see like-minded people around you, remember for those of you that went to the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference, was there any fear? Was there any doubt not wearing your masks there? There was a thousand of us in a place where everyone else was wearing masks. Did you feel fear? Did you feel coward? Did you feel like you were doing something wrong? No, it felt normal. It felt right. It, it was something to aspire to. We need to create those pictures on micro scales where we live. We need to encourage people that are like-minded to go out together in groups without masks on. And that's what will spread. That's what people will see. And there, were, of course, there are going to be people that push back. There's going to be people that are still fearful and they're not going to change. But those people are just sheep. We need to inspire courage. Okay, so the next thing. The next thing we can do, and this is what I've been trying to preach on the show for so long, and this is having to do with the workplace and your employer and your career, is diversify your income. It's a financial investment strategy that we should be applying to our lives as a whole. That just as we diversify our portfolio so we don't have one stock as our sole retirement and however that company is ran, it determines how and great our retirement income is. No, we diversify to hundreds and thousands maybe of companies so that no one company is in control of our retirement. No one company is in control of our wealth building vehicles like our 401ks and our retirement stocks and our retirement strategies. So too in your personal life now is we should be diversified so no one employer has control over us. And if we are just taking one income from one employer, they are as much control of you as a debtor is when you have debt to them. The Bible says the person that is in debt is slave to the debtor or the debtee, debtor, the one who gives the debt. <laughs> so true with your work. It's the same thing. You're just as much in debt because you are as reliant, maybe even more so reliant on your employer than you are of your credit card. 
And people like that guy at that shipping center, man, I believe you, but I just can't, I can't, I have to obey him. You're in a position, you're so leveraged, you're so dependent on your one income stream because of your lifestyle, because of your choices with how many revenue streams you have, you're so dependent that you do not have the courage to sacrifice and to risk the cost of giving up your income where you lose it. And I'm telling you, I know it's real, I'm not diminishing it, but there's ways for you to diminish the risk. And that's by having multiple streams of income. If you can live on and make multiple streams of income where your main source of income is only half of your earnings and you can la- and you've built up savings where you can go months without a job then you could stand up for your freedom if you are making uh, your income and it represents 100% of your income from your one job and you're spending all of that you have no savings you may even have a little bit more debt than you have of income then you're not going to make any stand as an individual at a company. If a company says you're going to wear that mask, you're going to wear that mask. But if it is a small percentage of your income streams, that one income, and the company says you're going to wear a mask, then you're going to say, if you believe it, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I have my rights. I am a free man. I'm an image bearer of Christ, and you cannot tell me. This face does not belong to you. You don't get to cover it. You don't get to dictate when I cover my face or not. And you can quit and you can make a stand and you can make a pushback and you can start fighting these battles because even if they fire you or force you to quit or whatever it is, you still got other income streams going on. You have saved up that nest egg. You're not living beyond your means where you have time to find another job. So that's the way that you could do it as an individual. And if you are not at that point where you have diversified income, does this not prove the point that you need it? Does this not, it doesn't mean you have to become an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean you have to get in financing. Maybe it means you start doing just working a second job. Maybe it means you start, you know, building some things and trying to sell them on eBay or on Amazon or just something. You got to start doing something because the less, the less, one person or entity has over the pie of your income, the less control they have over you. If you only get one income from one person, well, you're, in, you're indebted to them. You're enslaved to them in some senses. The next thing, and this is going to be something that you guys really need to think about, is I'm sure there's a lot of you who in your break rooms, by the water cooler, when you're outside walking, when you're just texting, when you're just talking next to each other, agree that the masks are and wish you didn't have to wear these masks servers, office workers, mechanics, wherever it is. Well, you need to unionize. And I don't mean unionize in the sense of becoming a union and having prevailing wages and all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. Although I'm not against unions per se. But I'm saying the same tactics they use of grouping together, together, collective bargaining, If your department comes together and says, we are not wearing masks anymore, your company is not going to fire you. They're not going to spend the money to replace your whole department. They'll make reasonable combinations. They'll try to negotiate with you. They're not going to report. They're not going to fire your department. They're not going to fire your group of people. And the bigger a group of people that you guys can build as a coalition within your entity, the more effective and the more of a threat you are to the company. It costs so much more money for employers to replace an employee than to keep an employee. 
the costs are like I think it's like triple the salary of an employee on estimated on having to get someone else, having to hire them for more money and more likely having to train them, lost performance, lost production. It's like three or four X from what I remember. It's very costly and businesses are very aware of it. So you can start fighting back. No, we're not going to wear these masks anymore. They're actually a health risk to me. I can get bacterial infections. It traps bacteria. It is not safe for me to wear these. We're not going to wear them anymore. It's against my religious beliefs to cover my face as an image bearer of God. It's against the Constitution. You can't require these things of me. Actually, I don't know if it's technically against the Constitution to require you to wear those. That might be like a uniform thing. So I'm going to take that one back and I'm going to leave it in there. I'm not going to cut that out because I don't cut things out of the show. But these are the types of arguments arguments that you can make. And the bigger groups that you have, don't miss this point. <laughs> I hope you don't just dismiss me because I had to backtrack something I just said. The bigger groups you have, the more power you have. And it's time to start thinking like that and fighting back. So those are three tactical ways, three real life strategies that we can use today to fight back. And it has nothing to do with the election. It has nothing to do with Democrats or Republicans. This is on you. This is on me. So let's go be bold and let's be successful at fighting back these tyrannical laws. And we'll talk to you next. Oh, no, tomorrow. It's Monday. Happy Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.